0: Hey lifers. So I was out walking and on my way home to record three extra lives, but I've actually managed to get lost in some nearby woods. Uh, It's really dark. Uh, All I have is my phone. Yeah, I've got a new signal. Great. What was that? I I think someone's following me. I've been running for about 10 minutes. I think I think I've lost whoever was following me and uh, yeah the, there's a log cabin here this this makes no sense I've never seen this before um, but I'm gonna go inside seems like a good idea uh, yeah let, let's do that all right there must be a light in here somewhere let me see if I can see if I can find the light oh there we go hello is anybody here hello it seems empty It's a table here with with a note on it. And some cassette tapes. Uh, The note says, insert tape one and press play. Okay, let's do that. Hello and welcome to level 29 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast I'm your host, Tom Knight. How are you doing today? We're almost at Halloween. I've got a spooktacular show installed for you today. And after I'm done recording this, I think I'm gonna go for a walk in the woods. I just have a really strong urge to do that. I don't know why. I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Anyway, on with the show. (laughs) This time of the year, Halloween, it's a great time of the year to bust out those horror movies or spooky video games that you just has an extra layer of almost intimidation because of, of the time of the year it is. And while I haven't played this game recently, it's a game that that I completed this year and I have real high regard for it. And that game is Little Nightmares. Now you've probably heard of this game. It's developed by Trazer Studios and this year specifically it was announced that we'd be getting Little Nightmares 2 in 2020, which I'm really excited for. now. Probably the more you listen to this level of 3 Extra Lives, you're gonna understand what a scaredy pants I am when it comes to horror games. I've always had this anxiety around playing horror games and just being so immersed in them that every aspect of the game's ambience, the sounds, and just waiting for those moments where you're probably supposed to get scared. and. I've always been so absorbed in those games that I really feel like I'm living it. And I found that hard to actually play these types of games, but Little Nightmares was one that I was able to digest. I was able to get in there and despite it falling under that horror genre, I had a lot of enjoyment playing through this game. Now, if you haven't played Little Nightmares before, there's a big clue in the title of what potentially this game involves but you wake up on this mysterious ship called the Maw and as you go through the Maw you'll solve puzzles and you'll encounter creatures and these creatures are fairly terrifying. There's the janitor who is capturing children with his huge long arms and there's the chef which well I think it's obvious what they're doing and then there's the lady who has magical powers, and enjoys humming a very creepy tune when you get close to her. This game really does play on the aspect of things that could potentially scare you when you were a child and how they've manifested this into a game that actually, I think many adults would get really creeped out playing this game because there's just so many moments where you're just this small child called Six, and you're just wearing this yellow raincoat, and you're making your way through this dark and dreary ship, which is full of sinister goings-on, and you're traipsing through this terrible place to try and find some sort of salvation at the end of it. And do you? Well, that would be spoiling the game if you haven't played it yet, but Little Nightmares is a game that I found myself once I'd completed the main game, I, I really wanted more and I, I wanted to subject myself to more of this type of gameplay, even though it was in the horror genre and even though I find it very difficult to play these games. And this was actually one of the first games that I streamed on Free Extra Life, so I had a bit of hand holding with with some audience members and helping me through a couple of the puzzles and just kind of being there for you, you know, being there to support when it gets a little bit spooky and a little bit intense with these various nefarious creatures trying to hunt you down and capture you. So yeah, I just thought it was appropriate for this time of the year to give a little nod to Little Nightmares. Looking forward to the announcement of a release date for Little Nightmares 2 in 2020. I'm going to be jumping onto that as soon as it gets released and I know I'll probably talk about that again closer to the time. And actually, just doing a little bit more research on Little Nightmares, there was actually a series of comic books to tie in with the game. And also, there's going to be a television adaptation of Little Nightmares, which it's going to include the Russo brothers, which you might know them from certain Marvel movies like Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. So that could be something to watch out for in the future too with regards to little nightmares and i can only imagine what that will look like on the big screen well tvs are getting bigger so i suppose i can still call it that it feels like we're we're getting into more of a space where certain indie titles now are being adapted into tv series and and more video games seem to be making that that leap as well i mean we're getting The witcher on netflix we're gonna be getting cuphead on netflix and maybe this adaptation of little nightmares will end up on a similar service too so something to keep an eye out for and if you've never played little nightmares it's probably one of those games that you've heard of you've heard people talking about but you've never got around to actually playing i i can just say this if you like horror games you're gonna love it if you don't like playing horror games but you want something that You could maybe just about stomach. I think Little Nightmares is just on the edge of being too terrifying for somebody who just doesn't like horror games to play. I managed to get through it. I managed to survive it and actually somewhat enjoy going through this nightmare. And I think you should definitely give it a go if you haven't. It's available on Windows, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and it came to Nintendo Switch in 2018. So plenty of options to jump onto that if you wish to do so and if you haven't already go have a little nightmare it's trivia time so So we were talking about little nightmares that made me think about sleeping and yeah that made me think about dreams and being in bed and you know snoozing and that's a that's a bit of a clue to the answer of this question it's a name the game set In contemporary Hong Kong, this story follows Wei Shen, an undercover Hong Kong American police officer on an assignment to infiltrate the Sun On Yi Triad Organization. The answer is sleeping dogs. Did you get that one right? If you did, Give yourself an electrolyte. That's so strange. the The tape, the tape's finished. I, I don't remember recording this. And why is it even on tape? This makes no sense. That makes me think about like the scariest moments in video games, and it's quite interesting how video games can provoke those emotions of fear in games like this that you're. Generally quite scared. You've got sweaty hands and I think when it comes to video games Specifically horror games where you have an involvement in that I feel like that to me has always been a lot scarier than watching movies or TV shows that are in the same genre because you actually feel like you're playing a part in that because well, you are playing a part in that and there's there's quite a difference from just digesting something visually compared to actually playing it I think. I would say I I can pretty much stomach a lot of horror films and how that's portrayed but when it comes to video games, I have a much harder time getting involved in that and actually going through it because you're responsible, you're responsible for those characters usually in those situations and I mean some of my earliest scary video game memories I probably would say would come from Resident Evil and I remember picking up Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation probably in my early teens which in theory I probably shouldn't have been playing that but so creepy I could barely get through that and I I definitely would never have completed Resident Evil 1 or 2 just because of the sheer constant state of fear and anxiety as you're playing through those games but there's something about them that you just want to somehow force yourself to play more to find out like where the story's going because Generally, the stories are really interesting. They're really good. You want to know the fate of your character and you want to get them out of the situation they're in. At least that's what I find anyway. Actually, Resident Evil 3 was one game that I did manage to complete because I I feel like compared to the first two, it was a little bit more arcade-y in in, in its setup. I mean, it was following on from Resident Evil 2 and you did revisit some of the areas in Resident Evil 2. But I think... By the time 3 had come along which was Resident Evil Nemesis there was this figure that was was prominent in that game and that was the one you were you were scared of Nemesis and there's a specific point in Resident Evil 3 when you're back in the Raccoon City police station which you were in in Resident Evil 2. I remember playing on a Shock controller which at the time on PlayStation it was optional if you had a shock, but if you did you would vibrations in games that's something that now just every controller has vibration built into it but anyway this this was an extra little feature because as you were coming down the stairs in part of the police station I remember the controller just vibrating once and I thought that was a bit strange I did not think anything of it continued down the stairs and if you played Resident Evil 1 2 3 you'll know that it's almost like a loading screen when you transition from an area to another area it kind of blacks away everything and maybe you're just opening a door that's all you see or you're coming down some stairs and it's in first person mode anyway as you're coming down these stairs you reach the bottom and then suddenly there's like a brief second of pause a nemesis bursts through the window i just never expected that to happen i never expected the environment to suddenly be changed that way i didn't expect him to appear out of nowhere and generally i still remember to this day that i think i just like threw the controller up in the air it just didn't see it coming and then you have to deal with the situation that you have this enemy chasing after you through this police station and you're trying just to get away because he was a pretty powerful dude i think you could incapacitate him but he was he was coming after you and even thinking about just before the likes of Resident Evil. And I remember playing Tomb Raider on the Sega Saturn, which is gonna sound a a bit pathetic, but I remember playing the original Tomb Raider and that scared me because you're going through the first level in, I believe it's in like a, a jungle, like in China, and you're running along and suddenly there's tigers jumping out at you. But there's one specific moment where a bear jumps out and you're like, oh, this, playing games in like 3D, from being kind of used to the Sega Mega Drive and and playing something like Tomb Raider. Like it was a real step up and everything just felt way more immersive when it comes to action games like this. And I think the horror game genre in specific has really come on leaps and bounds because of the way you can actually generate an atmosphere within these games. And actually, you know what? Let's let's ask Twitter. Cause I, I just seem to have a, a, a faint Wi-Fi connection actually so you know what? let's just um, type a little tweet here and ask what's one of the scariest moments you've experienced in a video game it doesn't necessarily have to be a horror game mine is Resident Evil 3 Nemesis okay I've sent that oh, I've got replies already Martin Hoffman Larson at Sleepless in CBH says Outlast Having the main character's heavy breathing in your ears when he experiences something scary really gets to you. Never finish the game. I haven't played Outlast, but I've heard a lot of disturbing things about that game too. Oh, we got another reply from Amanda Sloan at Falamoia Krava. Recently, one of the scariest moments was when I was playing The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. It's such an eerie game with virtually no other people in the whole game. That I really psyched myself out that I'd come across something spooky at any minute. So much so that I actually looked up whether there were scares or jump scares and I totally spoiled it for myself so I wouldn't actually my pants when it happened. I mean I still jumped out of my skin but I was at least somewhat prepared. I mean that's a, a very smart thing to do perhaps to just ruin the surprise and look up when you're gonna be scared in a game and still get scared anyway I don't know sometimes knowing the scare is coming can just be as bad as not knowing I guess and it looks like I've got one final tweet here from Jonathan Bloom at Jonathan Bloom he says it has to be the first moment I was chased by a mob in a game I'm trying to remember but the latest ones are amnesia and outlast there's outlast mentioned again so Like I said, I've heard things about that game, very creepy. And yeah, when you're being hunted down by an enemy, specifically that enemy is coming after your character and they have the intelligence to maybe look in hiding places or they want you and they're not going to stop until you get you. Those type of games where it's not just, you know, generic zombie 52 is just mindless and is running towards you. Those specific games where there's an enemy that's out for you Man, that just gets me good every time. Every single time. I remember more recently as well the Silent Hill playable teaser, Silent Hill PT that came out, which hit the PlayStation store. It was a demo which was going to act as a a gateway into a bigger Silent Hill game, which actually never happened. I watched a YouTube video of that being played because I didn't want to play it. And I specifically remember this person playing through and they were commentating and I think they had their dog nearby as they were playing through this game further and further they got into and they were yelling out and their dog was kind of snuggling up to them and like, what's wrong? The dog obviously didn't speak, but yeah, the it, I remember just hiding behind a pillow watching that one through and some games, I guess I, I said earlier that even watching a, a game can still be somewhat intensive as well. I mean, We've seen the likes of Until Dawn, which came out on PlayStation 4, which really, I think, again, for this sort of genre where you have options of should you do this or that and have to live through the consequences, just this whole interactiveness when it comes to horror games. And it's just like, yeah, don't, don't go into uh, the cabin in the woods, which, well, I guess I did that. But yeah. Just reading this note in front of me, actually, and on the other side, there's a trivia question, and it says, It's trivia time? Name the game, an action-adventure video game developed by Remedy Entertainment, and it follows best-selling thriller novelist as he tries to uncover the mystery behind his wife's disappearance during a vacation in a small fictional town of Bright Falls. It says here, the answer is, Alan Wake, and that if you got that right, give yourself an extra life, and then it says insert tape 2 and press play. Okay. And finally, on this level of 3 Extra Lives, let me talk to you about Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Now I've been seeing a lot of people over Halloween going on Twitch with their spooky games, their spooky schedules, and I wanted a piece of that pie. Well, I decided that it might be an easier way to digest these horror games by actually streaming it and having an audience, like I mentioned with Little Nightmares, it's something I did and I was able to get through that. And I thought, you know what, let's do it with Amnesia. Let's go into this game, which I've heard so much about, this series, which is supposedly chilling, it's disturbing, it's all the horror things. Amnesia The Dark Descent, it's a first person survival horror. A game about immersion discovery and living through a nightmare. An experience that will chill you to the core. And it really does. It really does. Now, this game seems to be set in an abandoned mansion, castle, and you don't engage in any sort of combat. It is really a game where you're just surviving. And this constant ambience of wind blowing through the corridors or scratching on the walls or even in some rooms where you look above you and there's floorboards, you can hear footsteps, which just leads to this constant anxiety that something is going to happen. And I'll be honest with you. I'm about an hour and a half through this game and I found it very hard to cope with it. It, it, just simply because of issues I talked about in, in the first segment where These games just, I get so absorbed into them. It really is a challenge to muster up the courage, I'll just say, to get through this game. But I'm about an hour and a half in and I did in my last little session of this game, I I got an achievement, the first achievement in the game, I believe. And on Steam, I was shocked but also not surprised to see that only 10% of players who own this game have that first achievement. And for a game that has a lot of positive reviews, that only 10% of the Steam player base has got as far to unlock the first achievement in the game, really it was just like, OK, you know, maybe I'm braver than I thought. Maybe I have more courage than most. And the statistics back it up. Now, this is only on Steam and this game is also out on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One and Mac. So there's a lot of other platforms there. That's not a a blanket statement of only 10% of players have, have got this achievement. But just on Steam, that is the case. The story that I've managed to pull together so far is it seems like your main character, Daniel, who was out on an expedition in African deserts and they found some sort of item, some sort of relic that was brought back to this castle to this mansion and it's released all sorts of disturbing horrors in this game and one of those things is that Daniel's sanity has to be managed so you're roaming around these dark corridors these dark rooms and darkness itself is actually the enemy in this game too so you'll be picking up like tinder boxes and you have a lantern that you can up with oil but you're always constantly managing those resources so you can light candles in certain rooms and in certain corridors you can light up torches and you've got your lantern like I say as a backup but you're managing those resources which is just another thing that can that can cause a a bit of tension as you run low on these certain items. Despite the fact that I'm really struggling to pull myself through this game I, I definitely appreciate the storytelling and narrative that is going into this there's lots of little notes that you can pick up and diary entries which Daniel will read out and there's flashbacks as well and you're almost appreciative of these moments because it takes you away from the horrors of the game and you're finding out a bit more of the situation you're in you just get a little respite from the constant state of fear that you are in when playing this game and if any of you out there have played through amnesia and you've beat it and you've you've survived i want to know i really want to know i really want to acknowledge that achievement because this this game is so tough on the mind i think it really is but at the same time while i've been really fearful while playing this game there's just something that makes me appreciate games that can do that, that can stir up such emotions inside. I think it's just a a real achievement to be able to do that. And this game has been out since September 2010, so it's almost 10 years old and it holds up really well. I mean, I think the setting of the dark and dreariness, it's not a game that you're playing for a graphical pleasure. It's it's all about the atmosphere that this game creates and my goodness me, it, it has definitely left me with sweaty palms while playing this game. So if you're looking for a a spook this Halloween, go check out Amnesia the Dark Descent. I think it's been given away for free in various aspects through Humble, through maybe developer giveaways too. I've definitely seen this game out there on the free market. So check your Steam libraries. You might already own it. it. It could be just one of those games that's sitting in your collection, collecting dust, it's waiting for you. It's waiting for you to descend into and to, what was I gonna say? I forgot, amnesia, the dark descent. All right, we were talking about amnesia, the dark descent, and maybe you can see the connection for this question. Can you name the Japanese doctor who features in brain training, how old is your brain games that were released in Europe and the US in 2006 on the Nintendo DS. The answer is Dr. Kawashima. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. Tapes run out again. This is so strange. I don't remember recording any of this, but I mean, I got all the questions right. How did you do? Why, why not let me know on social media at 3 Extra Lifes? And as always, you can find the show notes for this show at 3extralifes.com. And thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you all in level 30. Wait, why am I even saying this? This isn't part of the level. Is it? Huh? The light just went out. Somebody there? Hello? This show was brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at DragonPoweredStudio.com.